What up, y'all? Welcome to the Cast of Color, a show where a diverse group of creatives talk all things film, TV, and entertainment. I am here with my boy Joe, per usual. What's the panda man? Yo, yo. I am also joined by the boy, Gerardo Molina. What's happening, my boy? Hello. (laughs) Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back. Welcome back. From episode one, one of the creators of this show, we're, we're glad to have you, man. It's always dope to have you, Gerardo. Yeah, it's always nice to be on here, talk to you guys about all this fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Especially today. The show is going to be dope. Uh, today, we're going to do a little bit diversity report. We're going to go over the newest chapters of The Mandalorian. And then it's going to be just a heavy talk about The Boy Season 2 on mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. And can't wait for that. So it's, gonna go it's, in. A, cool, it's a cool fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Well, what's up with y'all though? You got you guys cool, Joe. I know you've been working. Shit, how how's that been? Work has been more or less the same ever since you know everything's been going on. Like, work is work is work. You know. <laughs> I feel but, you. Uh, <laughs> I feel you. I've been just but, I've been fucking diving into movies, so it's like work is work. I've been watching so many movies lately, dude. Yeah, just watching a lot of stuff, playing games. I've been playing the new Miles Morales Spider Man, and I gotta oh, nice. say, like. I pay like 50 bucks for it and I feel like I should have waited just because like, Bro, let me tell you, that is not a fit. Yeah, I played it too. It feels like a glorified DLC. It literally yeah, no, feels- it's, literally, <laughs> it's literally a DLC on steroids. That's what it Hold is. On, explain and- to me, guys. I'm sorry. What what the hell is a DLC? So DLC just DLC. means downloadable content, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh. so basically, yeah. we paid $50 for this game and it was, you know, DLC comes out. It's like, what, 20 bucks, 25 bucks. Yeah. So it was worth about that much money. Sometimes so free. Why- <laughs> yeah mostly yeah sometimes it's free so that's why it was really weird that it was 50 dollars. you play the game um and it's really funny because i was really fresh off of just playing the first one because my roommates were were playing it and there's literally almost no difference like yes, there's difference <laughs> in there's difference in he's faster he has like his his punchy powers or whatever mm-hmm. but uh it, it feels like it's the same game that they just inserted a slightly tweaked character in and and it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun, but it's yeah. not worth $50. I would pay maybe like 20 or 30 bucks for it. Yeah. Um, oh, and it's really short. It's really short. Um, well, to be honest with you, I haven't beaten it yet, but just from what, like how people talk about it, the game isn't long at all. Um, you could beat it like in maybe one sitting. It takes maybe like, it's literally like a six hour story, which is. Is that what you did, Gerardo? Did you beat it in six hours? Uh, you, usually I beat video games in one sitting. Like I'll just do like a, <laughs> I'll just do like a twelve-hour marathon all night. But with Spider-Man Miles Morales, I was really upset, so it took me two days. <laughs> it didn't take me two days because it was hardy. That's another thing. The game is really easy. Did it feel yeah. kind of oh, easy okay. to you, Joe? Like, I mean, I forgot which difficulty I have it on. I, I might have it on the amazing setting, but I, I yeah, I, I died a lot. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> just not that good at it. I, I'm died a <laughs> I, died, I died maybe like once in the whole thing just to see if it was possible to die because <laughs> <laughs> it's uh with with miles's little lightning punch it's uh that thing's really overpowered in the game like, it's really dude, overpowered and it's really yeah. cool honestly the lightning thing is really cool it's like a, well the, the only problem yeah. with it is like it, it's like I'm doing the stealth missions and I get caught by someone and it's like, oh, let me just lightning punch everyone the rest of the way. There's no incentive to be sneaky when you can just lightning punch everyone. <laughs> and, uh, and, the, and it's so easy to um, it's so easy to dodge too that I you just spam circle and spam lightning punch. And then you're yeah. you're like, that's it. You win the game. That's all I did. 
<laughs> yeah. Easy call. <laughs> yeah, no, there's nothing too different about it. I mean, it's it's like I guess New York in snow is pretty cool, but uh, you know, <laughs> why do like... why do games always got to make the prequels in the snow? Did you guys ever play um <laughs> Arkham Origins? No, I never played that one. Oh, that one was the Batman prequel. Yeah, um, yeah, Batman, they had a really dope a, trailer yeah. for that game. It was it was the Batman spinoff. It's kind of similar to to Spider Man Miles Morales, where it was a the game made by the B Studio, and it was a right. little bit of a shorter game. Right, and people were a little bit more disappointed by it. And it was made by the B team. I just think it's really funny that um, they did pretty much the same thing they did there. They took Batman and they said it during Christmas time, and, <laughs> and that's what they did here. They took Spider Man Miles Morales. Said it during Christmas time. Made a spinoff. You know? <laughs> wow. Here we go. <laughs> wow! Wow! What I didn't did you know think that. Of, uh, what did you think of the new Peter in that game, Joe? I think he just looks like John. I don't know if you know, like John, you've played the the you've beaten Spider Man PS4, right? Yeah, the first one. Yeah, the first one. Yeah. So pretty much they uh, they redesigned Peter's look. Like I think they made him look more like Tom Holland. He looks he, really. He looks young. like Tom Holland. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they made him look more like Tom Holland. And I that's what I liked about the other one is that it was no relation to the the movie. It was kind of just its own Peter Parker. Yeah. I thought that yeah, was a cool. funny thing because um apparently what they did was they they changed the character because of the voice actor. Apparently it looks more like the voice actor. Oh really? Last I didn't know the they game, changed the voice actor. Yeah, la last time for the game. No, no, they kept the same voice actor. So it's the oh. same voice actor, but it was a different mocap guy the first time around. Right, right. So it's probably just an actor or something. <laughs> yeah, the, the the guy doing mocap was uh was this actor I, f I forget his name, but uh he 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 was the guy doing the mocap and the facial work and yeah, and then it was the other guy doing the voice. Mm. So they decided that for the remaster, they said they couldn't sync it or whatever. So they had. The guy doing the voice also do the mocap, and he just also happens to look like Tom Holland. Oh, and it's like, oh it's, wow, that's hilarious. Yeah, I, I I don't dig it though, man. Like I was playing the game, and like you know, fresh off the heels of beating Spider Man one, and then you see this new Peter, and then was it just me or was the voice acting in it weird too? I don't know if it's because they recorded some of those lines during COVID or something, but the voice acting didn't feel as solid as the first game either. It's like it felt um. Like Peter, every time Peter talked to Miles, did you notice his voice was just weird and raspy and it sounded like he was trying to put on a character voice as opposed to last time? Oh, I noticed God. that with a lot yeah, of characters. I, I, I don't know. I didn't really. Yeah. Not sure. Yeah. Because that, that, there was just something off the whole game about the way everyone was talking to each other that, that I didn't feel in the first game. In the first game, everyone felt natural and like they were real people. Mm -hmm. And in, in, in this game, yeah. it felt like everything was scripted and it felt choppy and it, and everything felt some some stuff just felt forced into the game it wasn't fluid it wasn't yeah. it didn't just flow maybe yeah. they're just trying to push this thing out and maybe just rushing it a little bit oh definitely yeah they, they wanted they wanted you know? something uh for for the ps5 i'm sure and yeah <laughs> i think it worked yeah. in that sense a lot of a lot yeah. of people were posting about it talking about it and well i think it was disingenuous the way that they they showed that first trailer because they showed it during the ps5 conference but it also came out on ps4 like absolutely I, mean, 100%. Here I was thinking yeah for two months i thought it was a. Uh, I thought it was going to be a PS5 exclusive, and I didn't. Right, you know that's what, what I, I told mean? Joe. I was like, "Bro, I, I, I think this is a PS5 exclusive." He's like, "No, it's on the four too." So, fuck me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay, cool, cool. Well, that's a nice little catch up. Hell yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna jump right into this diversity section. So every week, every recording session, we're gonna dive into our diversity report, 
And it's uh, it's pretty cool because this time around, we're going to talk about a post that we just do up on our Instagram page with Andy Samberg. And oh, yeah, I saw that. He's right, right. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, right? Right. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Andy Samberg tells Academy members unwilling to accept diversity standards to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's pretty cool because we posted this and the journalist on it from Variety, Clayton Davis, he actually uh, reposted his story. So. Shouts to the boys. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, yeah, man. Super cool. Nice, and, nice. You know, what, what I like that what Andy said is it's it's very, it's very fucking true. He's like the parameters. If you look at them closely, you can have the whitest cast in the history of cinema and still very easily meet them by just doing a few key, key roles behind the camera. People who have problems with it can fuck off. So that's what he said. Yeah, that's and, what we were saying when we talked about the inclusion standards when they came out. When they first came out, right, earlier this year. And then that's the thing, you know, when it, it's just, it's very easy to meet those standards. And that's kind of what he said. And mm. yeah, and we uh, we also posted about the uh, the diversity reports, the actual report, the UCLA 2020 diversity reports, part two. Mm-hmm. Part two is the TV section. The sequel. Yeah, the sequel. You dig that? And just a few <laughs> highlights from that. Um, here we go. So women held 28.6 of show creator titles for digital programs, 28.1% for broadcast, 22.4% for cable. In 2018-2019, only 24% of credited writers were minorities, and only 21.8% of all episodes airing or streaming were directed by minorities on average across broadcast, cable, and digital platforms. Mm. So it's, it's, it's emphasizing that, um, oh, here it is, you know, white men still dominate the high level TV executive jobs and chair CEOs are overwhelmingly white. 92% white people held the CEO position. So yeah, that's just the information straight from the report. It's cool to have that. And yeah. um, it's, I feel like it's going to be like that for a few years, just because people are grandfathered into those positions. Absolutely. Then, especially know. from the top. So you, you have to be more understand. It's much easier to change the cast of a movie than it is to change 92 percent of CEO. I mean, that's just that's the yeah. industry. You know? yeah, and that's, it's just uh, from the cause, top. Cause, yeah, there is because there is a shift coming, but it's it's going uh, to I feel like the top is is where it's going to happen the slowest. Right. Like, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's not easy from the top, bro. It's we got the daughter and wife over here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, from the top, like we said, it's not easy. It's easy to get in there and say, you know what? We want this cast of actors, this ensemble of actors to be diverse. It's not easy to go in there and do that for these huge media companies that yeah, have. Be- yeah, because presidents yeah. aren't auditioning every every year. Hell you know? no. <laughs> Hell like, no. Okay, yeah, some guy's been in charge for the past 20 years. He's not going to give up his, his job. Yeah, exactly, so, yeah. man. Unless he, he just he wants to step it. down or something, you know. It's yeah, exactly. Helpful. Right, so, right. Like, you know, just retire yeah. <laughs> at least there's a at least at least there's a conversation now though happening there get- is there is and ucla they, they do this uh diversity report every year and um i think just the conversations are more common now so we see it it's we see it all the time i see it every single day on netflix every new netflix scene that comes out um i just see them the industry appeal appeasing more to inclusion so uh, oh yeah yeah i want to i want to get to the point where where we're, anything that's in inclusionary isn't like praised for being inclusionary we can just treat it as something normal absolutely because mm-hmm. right now there's like a lot of subpar content out there although like i'll say um hentified for example i yeah. didn't like hentified too much i know mm-hmm. a lot of people did i'm latino a lot of people that are latino liked it i yes. didn't like mm-hmm. it too much and i don't think i should like it just because it's you know 
representative of me. This. I do like that I have the representation. Absolutely, right. I, I, sh I should be represented good and bad. White people, they're represented good. At, like, you know, there's good white actors, there's bad white actors. There's yeah, black actors. for sure. Not, like, we shouldn't just say someone is good because they're a minority. And I want to get to the point where we're treating stuff. We can say that the new Jordan Peele movie is bad. <laughs> like, you know, right. it, it, without it, it, that <laughs> sense of guilt that some people have, especially yeah, those no, who are you're not, just hating on it because, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, <laughs> right, it's right. It's like, no, it's just it's, it's not it's not the best movie choice. You know, mm -hmm. I did not yeah. enjoy some, I, I, I don't enjoy all of Jordan. Peele's yeah, I, I, I didn't like us as much as I like Get Out. Hell no, just, not even close. And, and and some of the social commentary, I don't think it worked the way he wanted it to work in that second movie, the way it worked in that fr that first movie was just so tight and solid. It was, it was. You know? I think it just should have been left at that. I think that movie should have just, bye baby. I think that movie should have <laughs> just sat for a little bit. I think Jordan Peele, I think he even might've felt a little pressure by the industry to, yes. to be that guy to kind of speak for this this audience of people <laughs> they and almost I'm made like, him like the voice of straight up. That, and that's what it was coming off as bro i think that's that that was my issue kind of with lovecraft country but um yeah i feel you gerardo i feel mm -hmm. you man i i haven't watched hentify shouts to dr arma martinez for being oh, on Alma, yeah <laughs> that show. yeah dude I, I was so hyped when i saw her so for people that don't know me and john went to university of laverne we did a play there uh, and yeah yep. uh, actos tres actos it was like mm. uh it was like this um the way they did the black revolutionary theater like with with bringing up social issues in theater yeah L latinos had the same thing around the same time uh, right it was the 70s right vietnam yes it, yes it was around the time with caesar chavez where they would do guerrilla theater right it was the same thing they would be on the back of trucks they would just be doing random theater in the streets in in the big exaggerated mexican way which is which is really cool it was a really cool experience yes and, that, and the director of that show dr alma martinez was actually in Hentified. She's a working actor. She does a lot of work. Yeah, she really does. Cool to see her in that show. <laughs> yeah, man, really cool. And yeah, it's it's that that style of because we we did a scene in that show where we were performing on top on the back of a truck and people just didn't understand it. Like this is very weird. I have no idea what I'm watching. And mm -hmm. it's like, well, back in the day, not every theater production was necessarily done in theater. Some of it was just done on the streets or wherever you can find. Well, well, it's like the 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 Mexican people they weren't going to let them in theaters to, to yeah to spout their pro worker. You know what I mean? It's the right. same thing. Very quality. Get the hell yeah. out of here. Yeah, it's like you know how it is, right? No, we don't get out of here. Well, that, well, that, that's the thing. They would perform for for the farm workers, like on yes. the backs of trucks, and that's how um nice. That's how they got their mess just spread out it wasn't pamphlets it wasn't it was music and it was art yeah. and it was uh plays and stuff that spread the messages of dolores huerta and like caesar chavez and stuff so that was Dope. really cool hell yeah hell nice. yeah man nice oh, yeah. yeah well shit thank you for that rardo i, I love the perspective <laughs> you guys um, need a little theme song for the for for, for the diversity report section <laughs> oh yeah I, I think we do i think that's something Split that we sections <laughs> Yeah, we we need to whip that up because we're gonna do that every week. So that is oh, speaking of Andy Samberg, I did background for one of his movies. It was an awful movie that he did. I think it was Paul Popstar. <laughs> oh, dude, Popstar is so funny. I what? Heard that movie's pretty funny. Popstar is funny as fuck. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Popstar was not easy for me to watch, but I did. I did background for the scene where um, it was at the forum, the Inglewood Forum, uh, and it was from uh, beinthemovie.com, yeah. and. For some background I've done to get paid for when I did background for fast seven, I got paid. I got, you know, booked for that. But this one, it was just like pull up. 
to yeah. the Eagle form. <laughs> you know what People I respected did. about uh, or I respected about pop star is it is is at least it didn't try to like do Dewey Cox again. It did, you know what yeah. I mean? It yeah. did the it did the new generation of of because biopics music biopics that was like an early 2000s thing with like the ray charles and the johnny cash one and right, Dewey right. cox made fun of that but then if you remember around 2008 to 2012 we got those Katy perry movies and the justin bieber movie and stuff yeah mm-hmm. yeah if you remember yeah. that uh, yeah very the, there, there's a taylor swift movie very campy yeah and i and that's what pop star was making that's what i respected that pop star was making fun of i was like oh okay it's it's at least it's not retreading the same old ground it's doing the new music trend which andy samberg is obviously really experienced in you know yeah absolutely because i love bro from lonely island i, I remember oh, yeah. just yeah. in yeah. high school he was we knew his song we knew what you know jizz in my pants oh, we were singing that song <laughs> classics know. such as jizz in my pants <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's funny that you guys enjoy pop star man it was hard for me to get through pop star just watching it i'm like it's, it's not hitting for me it was not hitting for me but yeah i did yeah. background for that scene um it, that one's really specific to like to like it's it's one of those you know when you watch uh, something like once upon a time in hollywood and as an actor or as someone working in the industry you're going to have a different perspective on it you are as someone outside of the industry because it's so focused on movie making in the movie industry yeah and that that's kind of how like these these music ones are because it's a lot of in jokes right <laughs> you know what i mean it's like right it's- right and, and you really have to be able to recognize that and it helps you enjoy it more if you do mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. it's like you know like little subculture things and it's and it's cool and it's like obviously some things you know make it more accessible better so it's not just for subcultures um mm-hmm. like once upon a time in hollywood mainstream audiences can enjoy that and not know anything about filmmaking exactly and pop star doesn't maybe do that as well but right um, right and i think that's where it turns off a lot of people Exactly. Exactly. Sounds like we're gonna have to talk about pop star in a future episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Andy Samberg. I think he's amazing. So we just do an I, Andy Samberg episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that would be better. An Andy Samberg episode and incorporate that because he has so many. <laughs> just yeah. a tribute to to the man. To and the actually, man. Yeah. At this point, he's kind of a legend. If you think about it, he's been like, like yeah, like you said, like middle school, like since he was on SNL like 2008, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so he's been like. He good like 12 SNL. 13 years of like just consistently staying in the public eye staying relevant and funny absolutely he, he is a legend at this point we just you just don't notice it when you're living during living legend times you absolutely know I mean? yeah. right right and you know he's he's not old you know he's 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 really yeah he's really, yeah he's is, young he's, he's and to do all 40, to accomplish right? yeah yeah you know his 40s i believe so to do all he's accomplished all he's done I, th- I think he's only going up from here so yeah, it was just funny in high school how 10 years ago it was like damn yeah this dude is hilarious watching youtube videos back when youtube was just getting popping so it's it's hilarious <laughs> yeah. um okay well that's that's the diversity report Rardo, we're gonna follow up with you about that motherfucking theme music we might need that that sounds yeah, cool you know, for, I got you. <laughs> for a little that, diversity uh... report theme music that would be cool i can yeah. auto-tune to make it sound like kanye and everything <laughs> <laughs> Give you know the, the thing about want. that that uh that diversity report we we're talking about tv right yeah um i yes. saw this meme the other day that was like it was like like the cast of a show and it's just like this picture of like it's just a completely diverse group of people you know and then it's like versus the writer's room. It's just full of white people. <laughs> oh, <straight laughs> oh, man, bro. Tell me why I felt that when I was playing Spider-Man Miles Morales. Oh, yeah. my God. Okay, Because look, 
I had to look it up and it was written by a white guy. Because, oh my God. <laughs> bro, because, sometimes you can tell. Well, bro, it's because like people don't speak Spanglish like that. That's the yeah. number one thing that pisses me off is Spanglish. It's yeah. like people don't talk like, like that. It's like the way that like the thing about Miles Morales that I wish they would focus a little bit more on, which they are leaning into a little bit more now is his Puerto Rican side. Cause his last name is Morales. And, Straight up. You know, he's pretty much always raised by his mom exclusively, like in the stories. Mm -hmm. oh, well, not exclusively, like, you know, after his dad dies or, or whatever. That's not a spoiler because he dies like in everything, right? Yeah. He's like his, uh, he's like his uncle Ben. It's like, um, yeah. Gotcha. And if you if, they, if someone hasn't seen it, they're not interested at this point. So, <laughs> yeah, the, the, that's the thing about, um, you know, Miles, I wish that they would focus a little bit more on his Puerto Rican side, which it, the game tried to do. Mm -hmm. And it's like it's gotten to the point where I question, I'm like, am I supposed to be happy that, I, that I'm being represented or am I supposed to be questioning why I'm being represented in a way that isn't maybe genuine? Mm. right right and you know what i kind of have to caveat off of that gerardo i think that we're kind of in this age of awkward representation a little bit i think there's such a pressure and demand for it that the people who are still behind the scenes are are having difficulty adjusting to that demand mm -hmm. and sometimes the people behind the scenes are not always of color you know what i'm saying so it's mm -hmm. and you can see i, I watch some shows and i'm like i see this black cast but i swear i feel like this shit was not written by black people <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and I, I can tell when something is written by the Waynes brothers just because it, it appeals to black type of humor. You know what I mean? And even if it is silly and wacky, like don't be a menace, Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Something like it's a complete parody. It's silly. It's goofy. Or, it's or ridiculous. Even, even Tyler Perry, like it's a really specific style that's oh that's yeah for the culture you know like for the culture <laughs> and you can you don't have to like i do not like all of tyler perry stuff i get over it but you know damn well a black person wrote that you can tell it's for the culture <laughs> and you, you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah Jer I, I Jarell, man like Jarell gives me he always lets me know all that he puts me on <laughs> yeah have to have to okay so that's it for the diversity reports we got to get into the mandalorian the oh, most recent chapters, and that is chapter 12 and 13, yeah. correct? Okay, okay. I mean, let me let me keep it a stack real quick. Chapter 12, I had to sit down three different times to get through it. That oh, shit yeah? felt boring. Let, just, let, me yeah. let me raise you one. Let me raise you one. Yes. I watched the whole first season, and I didn't enjoy it too much. And I yeah. didn't watch any of this season. And you guys told me we were going to do an episode, the, the Mandalorian. Yeah. So I watched the newest episode because I, I heard about it. And I heard if you like Clone Wars, you're going to like it. Yes. So, uh, yes. so literally, I think I watched the whole first season. And then this is like the first episode I've seen since since then. But, oh my but it, I don't feel like yeah. I missed anything, though. Like the, the little beginning thing caught me up and I'm like, oh, they just basically been traveling around the galaxy. And, and, and that's, that's kind of <laughs> what I wanted to come back to, because it's episode the most recent one. Chapter 12, like I said, it just it, it was kind of boring to me. It felt like it was a downer a little bit. The most recent one felt really cool, had a Jedi in it. So I was hyped. Are we talking spoilers? Yeah, we're getting um, spoilers, very heavy spoilers. <laughs> we, are, we, are, we are getting into a spoiler section. Like this episode doesn't come until Monday. I mean, today's Saturday, but it's not coming until Monday. So if yeah. by then, sorry. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, we have um, a spoiler warning. This is the spoiler warning. We haven't spoiled anything up until this yeah. point. So. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So here we go. Um, I think the references to the Jedi, I think they were super dope. I think uh, the fight scenes in Chapter 13 were super cool. 
just my biggest thing was, you know, the Mandalore is supposed to be the sworn enemy of the Jedi. I'm like, okay, you know, they get along pretty well. The, the Jedi's name um, was Ariel Dawson's character. Ahsoka? Ahsoka yeah, Ahsoka. Have, have you seen Clone Wars, John? Oh, no, I, I, this is coming from someone who... Oh, John. Who, who has not watched <laughs> the sub-universe. And that's what Joe and I described in the last episode. I haven't watched the sub universes yeah you know so, and, and really i still don't... enjoy this episode a lot because yeah. i think this is the first one where we actually see a jedi you know we see lightsabers mm -hmm. we see some cool jedi action so i i really enjoyed this episode yeah it was uh, just when we got to the the end it was like it felt like you know they were gonna train the boy and now he's we gotta take him somewhere else well, so he well, can I'm, make i'm his telling decision. you man, so that's the, that's the mandalorian and that's why like the first season i wasn't digging it it's like oh you gotta go here oh now it feels like a video game like he, now you have another quest it feels like a video game with unnecessary quests he goes to someone they give him a quest to go yeah. somewhere else they keep, yeah it's like it's like just... I'll, I'll, I'll do this for you but you gotta do this for me first <laughs> right yeah, yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> and, well, his goal was to bring which they gave him a name now but uh grogu right grogu, grogu. Grogu. Grogu, uh, they gave Grogu. So it's Grogu. Okay, Grogu. Well, let, let me give let me give a summary real quick. Right, please, please. Okay, so the episode starts. I feel like I should give a summary since I don't have. I, I won't mix it up with any of the previous episodes. You have a very <laughs> clear understanding. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode, we finally get um the the Mandalorian. The last episode, some lady told the Mandalorian to go find uh, Ahsoka, which mm -hmm. is a Clone Wars character. Ahsoka was uh, Anakin's Padawan in Clone Wars. So she was trained directly by Anakin. Mm -hmm. and now in the Clone yeah. Wars, there was a falling out between Ahsoka and the Jedi Order. So that's how Ahsoka survived Order 66. That's why she's still alive because wow. there was a fallout between her and the Jedi. Oh. There's If you, if you want to see what happens, watch the Clone Wars. <laughs> uh, that sounds cool. Or you can even just watch the last episode of the Clone Wars. The last, Yeah, the last arc. It, was, it crosses oh, over was, with um yeah. yeah it crosses over with Revenge of the Sith a little it it, it happens concurrently so it's pretty cool to to see that oh where, so, where can I watch this where can I watch Clone on Wars? Disney Plus easy okay I watch I'll yeah. tap in so uh, Ahsoka is is directly trained by Anakin mm -hmm. so that's that's his Padawan right there wow. so he gets to the planet whatever we see this planet is enslaved in classic Star Wars fashion right planet yes. is enslaved by the Empire Ahsoka comes in she you automatically know that she's against whoever is oppressing these people. Sure. We see the Mandalorian come in. He pretends to hunt down the Jedi for the evil lady that's enslaving these people. <laughs> Once the Mandalorian gets to the Jedi, they uh, sh she's able to, Ahsoka is able to talk to baby Yoda Yes. Using the Via force. The force. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Via the force. <laughs> I like at this point in the in the thing, he says, Are you talking to him? And she says, In a way. And then she says, His name is Grogu. I'm like, bitch, you're just talking to him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so you know specifically his name. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> um, in a way. <laughs> he spelled out his name completely. But what I thought was really cool is they didn't do a fake out where they were like, This is a clone of something, this is a clone of Yoda. They they specifically said he was a Padawan at the Jedi Temple on Coruscant, which is, if you remember episode three, that's that's the little Jedi Temple where Anakin killed all those kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He killed all the Padawan. He killed killing younglings. Yes, he killed younglings. Killing younglings. <laughs> killing younglings. So, uh, do it. Oh, it's tough. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so he, he was a youngling. Wow. 
And it, you know, they say that he was taken away by a jet by a Jedi before uh, Order sixty six happened. Oh now, my gosh. I think that Yoda specifically was training this guy. There's no way that Yoda wasn't training Grogu. I mean, they're the, they're, they're the same species, they're the, right? Yeah, they're the, they're, yeah. She she points it out that she only knew one other spe- uh, of his species, and his name was Yoda. And I'm so glad they finally, finally said his name. Right. You know, that, that's well, what I appreciate about that Jedi presence. It was... that, that tells me. Uh, yeah. So it's like. I think that that Yoda is probably the one that that took him away and and saved him and and hid him away because it it just doesn't make sense to me that that Yoda wouldn't be involved in raising this child, which is cool because I think we might get some Yoda flashbacks in the next couple episodes or something. That'd be interesting. Yeah, because if you even look at the Grogu's reaction when they mention Yoda, you see him perk up and and they do that a lot on purpose, like, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. so so I think he has a big connection to Yoda anyways. They talk about all this stuff, and um, she says she uh, can't train Grogu. Right, Grogu, right. Grogu's I'm like, damn it. Attached. In, yeah, typical, attached okay. in typical Star Wars fashion. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. like, okay. Yoda, Yoda doesn't want to train Luke in episode six. Luke doesn't want to train Rey in episode eight. Now we have Ahsoka not wanting actually, to train Grogu. This one's actually a legit reason, though. I mean, Ahsoka yeah. has that has that Anakin PTSD. Like I said, she was trained right. by Anakin. And then she saw, completely saw Anakin and his attachment to Padme and his attachment to Obi-Wan and all his worldly attachments made made him turn evil you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah right but at the same time yeah. that pissed me off because i was like ahsoka i thought you hated the jedi i thought you renounced them you're not even really a jedi at this point so uh, just train him <laughs> you know what i mean it's like right right she's very sworn she's very about yeah. the jedi and I, tradition and... and another thing is like rosario dawson it's like battle hard and jedi doesn't mean boring if you're reading the lines she looked great Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the way she read some of the lines were great, but I always saw Ahsoka sounds a lot more bubbly in the show in, in mm-hmm. Clone Wars. Am I right? Yeah, well, it's a different voice actress. Well, yeah, and I know it's a different voice actress, but it's like I've seen Rosario Dawson not be dry. Oh hell she yeah! Was, and she was very dry this. And, and I was wondering if there was a reason behind it. I was like, she seems uh like something is really behind. Well, I yeah, I think I think you know she took the note of like you you're you're you have that Anakin PTSD, and then she just yeah, post Anakin, okay? Because it's like it it just felt really one tone mm-hmm. for 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 Ahsoka, which is a character I'm familiar with. If I wasn't familiar with her, I'd be like more all right with it. But uh, Ahsoka yeah. has has a lot of personality, and it's probably just because transferring from the animated medium to the to the the live action medium probably changed it. But anyway, so how, how was she as Anakin's paddle one? I wonder. She was she was strong. She was one of the stronger ones, I think, if, wow. if I remember if I remember correctly. She was one of the stronger Jedi, and that's okay. <laughs> and yeah, but then they had to write her out because of you know because of the movies, of and she doesn't exist in in the move in in Episode Three. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the problem with the Clone Wars. I think is mm. like man, that's such a short amount of time that they had to fill up with so much stuff and and they were so constrained by the actual movies you know what i mean they right, had to work, right. work around them instead of working with them but anyways rosario dawson i mean soka says she doesn't want to train grogu mm-hmm. mando says uh, i'll help you with your quest if you train him in classic mandalorian fashion they're right. hitting all the stereotypes this episode oh my gosh <laughs> well what i thought was really cool once they got into the the fight sequence if you guys noticed mando was in a little western duel yeah and, okay um... I, I i wanted to say this because uh john favreau and probably dave filoni as well when they were writing the show there's like an article out there by i think by like film school rejects or something but 
they're very like the show's very heavily influenced by like uh, like old westerns like tombstone and samurai movies and and samurai movies like seven samurai so that's you definitely you got a lot of that in this episode like yeah, yeah. Like, the close-ups yeah. on like the holsters and yeah, yeah. that one part and, where and it was happening parallel which i thought was really cool you could hear the the two ladies fighting with their swords you could oh it was so dope you hear them going to war in the background and mm-hmm. and them even acknowledging that mandalorian and the dude acknowledging that like, you just hear rosero dawson them grunting and mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it, and it was really reminiscent of like i probably because it's like it's just the mix of western and japanese it was really felt like kill bill mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it felt really kill billish but that's probably just a fusion of the western and eastern thing yeah oh girl had hands what was the lady's name the one with the even, spear bro, that's the thing about this show man everyone has such forgettable last names <laughs> <laughs> i just remember her being called the magistrate I don't. I don't oh, okay, right. Actual name, <laughs> right. I, I'd say that was my biggest thing was the ending of this because I felt like Mandalorian's biggest objective was to find a Jedi, which was mm-hmm. was supposed to be her, Ahsoka. Yeah. Well, well, the and thing with Ahsoka is is her mission Ahsoka. in this when when she mentions who she's looking for. That was her mission in um was in it Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, it was, it was her Rebels, mission in yeah. Rebels. So this is kind of a continuation of Star Wars Rebels as well. That's cool. So the another probably, animated yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, but okay. that one isn't as good. I heard it gets better later, but I couldn't get past the first few. Things. Yeah. So pretty much they introduced like uh, in Rebels last season, uh, they introduced an enemy from uh, from like old Star Wars books uh, named Grand Admiral Thrawn, and pretty much the series finale of Rebels. Oh. You see, uh, you see Grand Admiral Thrawn and one of the other main characters. Uh, I think it's Ezra Bridger. Yeah, Ezra. That he's he's the he's like the new Anakin in that show. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. pretty much, they're like fighting or whatever, and then they uh, like Ezra like kind of like sacrifices himself in a way by like putting the ship into hyperdrive with Thrawn on it, and you're supposed to assume that them being in hyperspace in that ship it would kill them both or something, but. If Ahsoka is still looking for him at the end of this, and like, okay, then yeah, it's if, pretty if cool because if Thrawn is still around, then Ezra's still around too. So exactly. that'd be interesting if they brought Ezra into the because oh. it, it, it looks like Thrawn is kind of the leader of the of this new empire of the remnants of this empire because. Mm-hmm. Which is that's what which, yeah that's what, okay. okay which is kind of a cool crossover and I'm feel I'm feeling that they're gonna cross over Mandalorian with uh, with Rebels in like in a, either a live action series or a movie eventually just because they mentioned th- uh, what is this isn't it Thrawn yeah Thrawn I was gonna say Thrag that's the bad guy <laughs> in Invincible which you guys should read by the way Invincible is an amazing book so um yeah when they're looking for him uh, since they're looking for him I think I think that. They're, they're going to pay it off and they're going to have like they're going to cast all the rebels cast live action and they're going to mm-hmm. have they're going to eventually build into having their animated stuff live action that's the thing is that like i think this was kind of like a little backdoor pilot for ahsoka to have her own oh with rosario as as like her yeah, own with, show with, yeah with rosario dawson as that'd be, that'd be dope. i think i think that'll happen because i don't think they can go back and solve the thrawn name drop with this season because there's only a few episodes left yeah. unless they well, save him for season three. Well, that's uh, what I was saying. I think they're going to have a, a show that's, that's a crossover show or a crossover movie. Like mm-hmm. they're going to probably release a crossover movie on Disney plus directed by John Favreau or something. I don't know, oh, but it, okay. it looks like they're really trying <laughs> like uh, with, with, with the, 
the side Star Wars stuff. They're trying. Oh, yeah. It seems like they're trying more than with than with the main Star Wars entries, which is it's cool, I guess. I think it's cool. Yeah, I think we've had yeah. enough. Of well, I mean, we, if it's if it was done better, I think I think it'd be cooler. I think I think the quality is definitely going up. At least like this episode was really cool. I, mm. I liked it a lot. Like it almost made me want to watch the whole second season. But at the same time, I thought, well, I saw this episode and I really didn't need any more information than this. So what's the point 100%. of watching? the four more out wasting four hours of my life watching Bro, you you came in at a good <laughs> you came in at a good time this was a perfect time to come in if you're going to there were there were some episodes this season that definitely felt like fillers this was yeah, no, the, the way that i i've seen this season so far is that it starts like the premiere was good and then it yeah off, then it goes up again then it drops off then it, goes it does up so it does. it's how i felt about the first season uh i i thought the first episode was pretty cool and then like i think the fourth episode was really cool of of that season and mm -hmm. then like the last episode i thought was pretty all right and uh i remember thinking it's written, I think, it's written the same way that clone wars is written it's like like clone wars were like these little random adventures here and there like little like uh like three episode story arcs you know um yeah but but clone wars is 20 minute episodes that's true i don't <laughs> want to be you know i don't want to that, that, that's that's why it's like this is yeah like, you're watching a whole ass hour of this guy with with little to no payoff and little to no stakes mm -hmm. <laughs> like yeah i think that's what that's what i'm kind of just feeling right now it's like kill someone right <laughs> so, and it's like, i mean it's dope that he can overcome so many every damn near everything that comes his way it's just i i thought that was, his goal was to get get grogu to a jedi yeah. now that that's not the thing it's like well, it literally I'm kind of, feels I'm kind like of excited to for where it's going transaction though. after transaction what's that i'm kind of excited for where it's going though because because it, it looks like grogu doesn't choose the jedi path because she says he can choose his own path exactly and that, that's what i'm saying it's like you know damn well he's about to choose you know bro yeah he's gonna you know, be a, uh, yeah no homie's gonna choose mando he's about, i want the boy i don't want to go <laughs> the jedi route i, I think yeah. i want to yeah. go with my guy well i think he's gonna be a mandalorian uh, <laughs> that'll be cool <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think he's gonna have the armor and he's gonna have the eventually have a little yoda helmet for himself when his ears you know? stick out of this mandalorian helmet or how are I we think doing so <laughs> i really thought of the logistics of it but uh, <laughs> we gotta but iron like, that out these are important things i think, I I think like people would, would. would melt over that toy <laughs> oh they would <laughs> oh my god toy. go nuts that's oh that's cool. another that thing i don't like about this show man the fr uh, man every week all i see is the screenshots of baby yoda and i'm like man this is worse than the first season with the pandering with the baby yoda pandering yeah oh yeah they're they're was after it, baby i mean yeah after the first season it's like, i get the i get the motherfucking point like yeah that, and that's saying? disney and that's disney just <laughs> yeah oh 100 percent. <laughs> it works yeah, it, it works, works. especially you know, yeah no i talked to it. i talked to my like you know talking to my little uh to my niece she she straight up told me the other day she was like no one cares about the Mandalorian everyone just cares about Baby Yoda I'm like damn straight up Truth. <laughs> <laughs> on top of the on top of that I'm like I don't even I I have trust issues believing that that's Pedro Pascal under that suit oh, <laughs> doing yeah. everything because some yeah, well, some, some episodes he's like yeah 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 exactly he's just doing the voice work but everyone credits him like he's on set and stuff and I'm like I I mean I looked it up last season and there was no set pictures of of the mandalorian with his helmet off so i'm like well pedro pascal only showed up for that one scene mm -hmm. <laughs> i pulled up for that scene and yeah. said i am well, doing well, if this you shit notice, some, sometimes <laughs> his, his stunt double is like buff he's like a thick boy and the, and if you notice sometimes mando looks like way thicker mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> it's like it, it it's looks like, solid it looks muscular 
Mm-hmm. And it's Hold like, on. So how, how often, what percentage of the time is Pedro absolutely actually I think, in the, I think he's recording all his lines in a studio. And I think he shows up once per season if he has to take off his helmet. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, that, yeah. But, uh, but I was going to say though, that uh, during this episode talking about diversity, I did notice it was really diverse when um, I think it was that, that Asian guy with yeah. Rosario Dawson and supposedly Pedro Pascal. I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, that's really cool. Like, there's no white people on screen. Yeah, the the older Asian gentleman, he played his role. He ended up becoming like the leader of that, mm-hmm. the oh, liberated yeah. little, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And the yeah. new magistrate, yeah. And But but that that's the thing where like, it didn't make it a big deal, which yeah, is- not- It just happened. Like, it just that, happened, yeah. right. And that, <laughs> it can be that seamless. And that that's, that's always been my- my demand for diversity. Mm-hmm. I don't want to notice it until I, I, I notice it. Exactly. <laughs> you know I mean? It's like mm-hmm. noticing it like afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like <laughs> it, it's, it's like as seamless as most movies were back in the day that were just mostly white people. Like when you watch some of these movies, there's just a lot of white people and it's like a lot of people don't really notice it at the time, but I, I want movies like you said, to just be diverse and not be just so exist. Forth. Yeah. Just exist. Yeah. We can judge it off the, how good of a movie it is and not if it has enough people of color. I just, we love movies. I want to see a good fucking movie. So exactly. Um, <laughs> I think that's it for Mandalorian. What do you guys think? <laughs> no. Yeah. We went in, <laughs> we, we went all, in and that's what I mean, you we could probably do. do a season season at the end of the season, do a little. <laughs> yeah. well, it helps when you guys explain the sub universe and all these other ones, because we could do a whole episode on that too. Bro. Right. We got to, we got, I, I got to get up to speed on all the, on the clone wars and rebels I think it'll help me enjoy Mandalorian. You know what? Command Command might be into those because it's very mm-hmm. much for kids. It oh, good. Such kids shows. <laughs> okay, nice. But um, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's good Star Wars like lore. Well, Star Wars is like yeah. kids. It's like the original one is really kid friendly too. Mm-hmm. Very much. So, I mean, except yeah. except Empire, but yeah. <laughs> but even then, I don't know. I feel like that was still pretty kid friendly for the time. I just feel like we can't have those types of stakes in kids movies anymore <laughs> right, yeah. right i was just saying just because it's like it's am- animated you know mm-hmm. yeah so. for sure well i'm gonna have her tap in with me <laughs> she has no <laughs> fucking choice <laughs> she has no choice you probably uh let me see i if you look online it tells you uh which order to watch it in the clone yeah. wars because oh. uh, it tells you which episodes are filler and which okay. episodes which are, are, them are yeah <laughs> yeah oh, the good. thing about clone wars is it was on cartoon network so a lot of the episodes are filler because uh, you know it was made for like my age like yeah i was i was like in middle school when that started coming out on cartoon mm-hmm. network so yeah mm-hmm. you're like then, i just want an episode yeah. i don't care I, I remember specifically <laughs> i was in seventh grade when uh, star wars the clone wars the movie came out if you guys remember oh, yeah. that one that was the the one that the show is based off of yeah and um i remember that one and that did they introduce ahsoka in that one uh, I believe they did. Yeah. 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 That was like, man, that was like maybe 12 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I remember watching episode two in theaters. Yeah. <laughs> it it's so actually cool. really cool to think about that. That now we finally saw Ahsoka in live action after 12 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's funny. People hated her at first. Ahsoka. Yeah. She was a really bad character at first. They made her like this. She's she just didn't know what to do. You'd be pissed off at her. You'd be like, Ahsoka, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> just listen then, to Anakin, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's the whole show. And then she gets stronger, and then you're like, wow, Ahsoka is she comes into the stronger Jedi, and it's it's really it's a really cool arc. And that's why it was so satisfying to see her in this episode with her lightsabers. And man, it was it was yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I enjoyed that without knowing all of the backstory. So I want to know more. Just knowing Wars, that's that's way. Anakin's Padawan, that's that's cool as fuck. Oh yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So, so what are we talking about next, John? We're mm-hmm. hopping on to the boys. Let's let's get right into it. The, the boys, boys season two on Amazon Prime, by far one of my favorite shows ever. I think mm-hmm. it's, one of my my things is I love dark humor. I love that. Mm-hmm. I I love when things cuss a lot, just because it, it it's more of a testament to the realism that I think <laughs> is 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 just it just it resonates with me. So, uh. I think this season, I wanted to just hit on a few points as far as like continuity from the first season to this one and how it blended together because they are two very different seasons. I think uh, this one to me, it's, it's hard to say if it's if it's better the season one because season one just felt so new. But I think this I like the direction this one went and it's kind of getting more into Homelander and uh, Billy Butcher's relationship. I do feel, and one of my biggest things that I felt was more filler was kind of Billy Butcher's background with his family as far well, as... Well, his, it's, it's interesting you say that because... I, I just felt like so, some of those parts felt so low, like when he's going to visit his pops or when he's visiting his mom, I'm, I'm just like, okay, I get it, but is it getting to something else? Because then they mentioned that his brother passed away. I'm like, okay, cool, uh-huh. but... That well, that relationship and that aspect of Billy Butcher is like okay, I'm 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 cool off of. I really liked seeing him with his lady, him him and Becca, and how him and Becca and Homelander and the kid Ryan all kind of into work. I think it's interesting that Homelander let Bro live after well, the first. You know what I'm saying? So, well, uh, the, the 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 thing the thing about that, that that you're mentioning with with Butcher is that none of that is in the comic book. Got it. And they're doing got that it. to humanize Butcher in the comic book. Butcher was irredeemable. There's no redeemable qualities to Butcher. And she that's did. what they try to hint at in that conversation mm-hmm. with Starlight and him in the car. She's like, we're mm-hmm. nothing. And I'm like, but, and you're right. A lot of this show humanizes him. Yeah. And that's what I understand, season, the season comic two, book is a lot darker. Mm-hmm. The comic book isn't good. It's edgy. It's it's mm-hmm. one of those. It's like, uh, if you guys ever heard about Kick-Ass, it's like that. Oh, yeah. Kick-Ass is very kind of Kick-Ass contemporary. Really I don't know. Comic book. No, it's not It's not contemporary. It's just bad. If you want just something bad. good contemporary, <laughs> read it. If you want something that's good and contemporary, read Invincible. I'm going to keep saying Invincible until you Oh, I'm going to tap in. <laughs> I, I enjoy good and contemporary. You know what I mean? It just, it, it, I'm telling you, once, once you watch the first... Invincible is going to come out like in a, in a couple months on... um. On uh, what is it? Amazon. And, and once you watch that first season, you guys are going to be like, wow, I need to read this whole series. <laughs> it's, it's a funny. series of books? Yes, uh, it's and uh, nice. This, this is actually kind of pretty connected to the boys. Okay. So the the boys, as you uh, you guys may or may not know, for the listeners, the uh, it is executive produced, executively produced by Seth Rogen. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, this yep. is his uh, project after Preacher, I believe, which was another comic book property. So Seth Rogen is hitting these pretty well. Mm-hmm. And the thing about uh, Invincible is that there was a movie that was going to come out, live action movie, and it was produced by uh, executive produced by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Nice, the, the boys, the, they're homies. Yeah, the boys, yeah, they are homies. Yeah, they were in charge of the Invincible movie, which was greenlit a couple years ago, and uh, I guess that might be like on a little hiatus. But the TV show is coming out in a couple months, and although Seth Rogen isn't it producing it, he is going to be voicing one of the big main characters in it, which is pretty cool. That's oh, it's awesome. animated. Yeah, it's gonna be animated, which is better, honestly, for the okay. Okay. This comic nice. book is is literally the Game of Thrones of comic books. It's gonna mm. oh, it, characters can die any moment. Your favorite character, and they they stay dead, and it's like man. The inv- oh, the, and this wow. is Invincible. And yeah, Invincible is amazing. So that's you know, I thought Bones was gonna kind of do that. You know, I thought they were gonna kind of kill off just character yeah. after character. But well, that's that's what they the do character. in the comic, like I said, and that's why. Um, well, that's the thing about this show. Okay, so in in the comic, 
they're the boys are already established in there. The boys is a team of it's a CIA team that hunts down soups that do bad things. Got it. it which is basically at the end of this season. That's what that's what they ended up being. They finally, <laughs> you know, or it looks like that's where they're going to be at the beginning of a more legitimized season. team. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. It, I mean, they, they offer him the job, I believe at the end of the season, right? And he they just walks him, away. Yeah. He walks away, but you know, next season, I think they legit are just finally going to be the superhero hunting team. They're, it's like Scooby-Doo, but with superheroes and way more violent, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, um, that's what the comic book is. And, and, it, and, as you guys can tell, it still hasn't gotten to that because Seth Rogen really created his own world with this. It deviates so far from the comic books that almost nothing is the same besides the character names. Wow. Wow. Gotcha. And, 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 and it, it works. It works yeah. so well. The comic book is bad. It's just too edgy. It's as edgy for the sake of being edgy, which which I don't like about like those those two th- from 2000 to 2010. A lot of comic books tried that like kick ass and and the boys where it was just so it's just edgy what do you so okay okay, okay like, so i like so your take Star- on that yeah so starlight the first season you know how the she's in a situation with the deep yeah, absolutely yeah well that situation in the original comic book was actually homelander a train and black noir mm-hmm. the three of them at once oh wow and um yeah <laughs> the thing that happened with starlight the, at the beginning of the first season happened with three characters in the comic book yeah at one time and then there's they also set up a whole basically nothing is exactly the same not nothing is the same at all basically none yeah, of the character yeah. relationships in the comic book becca was never alive they didn't have the homelander baby stormfront was actually a man and he was a nazi from from way in the past wow I, i'm kind of like this one but it was more it's way more on the nose this one i feel is way more subtle and way more relevant to current times which it is and that, that's the thing that i noticed about this season is um in the relationship with homelander and stormfront stormfront really helps homelander which is interesting because she's old as fuck she yeah. helps homelander get with the times and help create his image and all that she has one scene where uh she's in her trailer then he walks into her trailer and she's like what's up he's like i am five points you know and that just <laughs> is a result of her helping him on social media she said like, you don't need 50 million people who love you you need five million people who are pissed off mm-hmm. and um what i thought was interesting was if she's so damn old is and she's all about the cancel culture she was she was all about it you know what i'm saying and like mm-hmm. you said gerardo it just the the way that they use social media in the boys is really present to the times mm-hmm. even that situation with starlight in the first season it was like oh that's kind of off the heels of, you know, Me Too and everything and just women coming out about things like that. So this this show, this season felt very with the times. And um, I was just like, damn, if, if Stormfront is old as hell, she's a straight up Nazi. She's just now getting just now getting recognized. Like just this one person finally is willing to call her out. I feel like with especially in the age of social media, I feel like someone could create a, a fake Instagram, put her on blast, delete the, you know, just get the image yeah. out there on, and be and be done with it. So it was, um, that that was a I didn't I never expected that that background that, about and that's, liter- that's literally what happened in the last episode. They leaked it and and it was everyone was done with it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's funny in in the comic books the way Storefront dies is uh he gets he gets beat up by the boys he gets kicked to death. And they kind of oh, wow. did that in this episode, except they did it with the women when they were beating him. I mean, they really. Hey, I gotta say about that part too is that, like, for one, it was it was awesome. I thought it was. That's hilarious. how you do girl power, man. Yeah, that yeah. Was, and it, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I felt you Nazi bitch. Like, fuck you, bitch. I was like, this <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. this is so funny. But like, w- like when that when that part came out, everyone started comparing it to uh, uh, Avengers. the Avengers Endgame team up with all As the with all the girls, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> 
I was just like, dude, this is so much better than that. Like that moment yeah. in Endgame was. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. tired of people saying we shouldn't compare stuff like that because I'm sorry, but if it's from Disney, it's going to be pandering. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it felt yeah. so obviously pandering in Endgame. Yeah. That you know what I mean? And it's like, it's like, why are y'all defending these billion dollar companies that are pandering to you? Like, yeah. like you can, you can acknowledge that it's on there and it's good and, and, and it's good to have representation, but you can also acknowledge at the same time that it's pandering. Yeah. Right. You know what and, I mean? It's straight writers, up checking the box. Yeah. The writers were like talking about how shitty that was in some interview, but <laughs> yeah. Cause the boys that, that felt like, I'm telling you legit. I felt like. Uh, like with Frenchie said, uh, girls do get it done. I was like, yeah, they do, man. They Bro, that felt like if you were ever getting attacked by a woman, you're like, I need the homegirls to just help me out. That, that's what it felt like. You know what I'm saying? Dude, like, I, I can't tell you how hype I was when I when, when it was Maeve that, that punched her Oh, first. bro, I was I hyped. wasn't expecting that at all. I was no, so no. hyped. And, and she seems, because from what I know about the comic books, her and Homelander have a crazy relationship. and uh, In the comic books, Maeve is like a, not really a, character she's she's just written as a broken woman that's the thing about the author of the boys he's and and really authors of these edgy comic books are really misogynistic they're the classic misogynistic nerd with their really skewed points on everything really yeah like it's it's i'm, I'm telling you man like these guys do not know how to write women and and that's why i like the show so much more because they the women, really dive into her character yeah. and who she is no, oh, how she Maeve, yeah. in the comic book she does pretty much nothing she's a nothing role in the comic books got it got it yeah she gets beat up by homelander from what i saw she gets like damn near yeah so um (laughs) yeah i i enjoyed this season i think some of the characters were very consistent from season one to season two i think a train noticeably was different Mm -hmm. i think um but like in a like in a in a developed natural way or do you think in an awkward way because i think i think believe it or not i think in a in a developed natural way me too yeah even in he was thinking about kind of his career and he was looking out for himself. That's what every character a lot about what I like about the boys. A lot of these heroes are about themselves. And H.A. was like, fuck that Nazi bitch. He's like, I'm not doing this for y'all. I need to get back into the fucking seven. I'm I'm seven million dollars in debt. I feel you know like what I'm saying is, is acting like a, I, I like that. They kind of wrote him like a like a washed up uh, athlete. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> bro. He's like, oh, bro, I'm all good. Like, I'm talking to Nike and Under Armour. I'm, I'm gonna be solid, and that's that's how it is. And they're like, and that's bro, another culture say- thing. That, that's another yes. culture thing. It's like, yes, he's black, and yes, he is about the sponsors in sports, but that's all. It, it's not really a stereotype because it's truthful. Yes, and, and it's the yes, and it and is the culture. It is, and they do a great point of doing that. with Trans is very relatable. He's like, but he's talking to Starlight. He's like, if you do this, they're gonna take away all of our fucking money. And mm. she's like, it's not about the money. He was like, you know who says that? People who come from money. Yeah, but when he mm. said that, also I was like, that's not fair towards her because she didn't come from money. Well, uh, she. It seems like Starlight comes from she, stability, she like middle class stability. She didn't come from money. She came. She her mom got money from from Bob. But it's like, sorry, but middle class Midwestern that's still poor. Mm. Like they, try moving them to California. You know what I mean? I like, don't know if. <laughs> I mean, I was poor I just, in California just, and I didn't. <laughs> have a house and i can only imagine what it'd be like in the midwest with well, an actual well, me, house but i mean that's well, yeah me neither I, but but at the same time i'm like it, it's like you gotta it's like i don't like the attacking people just because they're white thing mm, like yeah and, that, and that's what that felt it, like it, it should train. be about the person and if that person specifically has money you know that 
that that scene I think speaks more to A Train's character. His it does, it does. His, his attachment to money and and the fact that they point out that he is in debt. You know what I'm saying? And they mm-hmm. in, in season two they're like you're in seven figure debt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to get back in the seven. And and, and, and the uh, point is that we're not supposed to like these characters. So that, that's yeah. why that's why it's like well A Train A Train is racist toward white people. Right. In the thing like he just did. Right. And it's like, but and it's like, but there's people racist towards him, and that's just and it's like. They're all bad people. That's what I like about it. They're yeah. not supposed to like. They're A-train, all kind of pieces of shit. Yeah. Jason, just because he's black and just because he's he's representation, I still hate him because they. Oh my god. To hate him. Um, right. I, I think the only characters you're not supposed to hate are are um. I was gonna say Jack because his name is Jack Quaid. Um, what's his name? Huey. Huey. Huey yeah. Huey. Yeah, and, and it's very obvious. They they very much paint him in that 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 he is. He is like what makes all of them human. Even Starlight, it's like this guy is too good for us. As that scene yeah. where, yeah, they're like in the which, hospital. Which is funny because because in the comic book, that's what that's kind of how they write Starlight as the pure, the pure one in this world of, of evil. Oh. But but in the in the in the series, I, I think it's kind of cool how Starlight is is she's also kind of broken and corrupted, yeah. and Huey's the really the only pure one in the comic book. Huey is is you know. It's it's about how he devolves into like a killing machine, but in the, mm. I feel like in the show they keep him a lot more um, empathetic, and it's it's really nice. And it looks like Huey's the shining light in the middle of everything. And I absolutely, feel like he, absolutely, absolutely. I feel like towards much... the end of the series, they're just going to kill him off, and everyone's going to go crazy because everyone loves him so much. <laughs> right, right. And I think it would, I think it would come full circle if that happened, and it would, it would make mm. sense by the way that they're just painting him into being, you know, their, I wouldn't say their saving grace, but really the one person who was pure. I mean, yeah, world he, he, he is their just, saving grace, though, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, man. With, Everyone is a piece of shit. Everyone, everyone has their own motive. Everyone, <laughs> even at the yeah. end of this, but that, that politician woman you think is super dope. Hey, AOC? Oh, <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's the show's AOC, straight up. <laughs> that was so cool, by the way. I was like, I, I was like, that's modern. That's modern politics. Yeah. I like that. And that's like, I just thought it was so cool how fast AOC was thrown into like the pop culture like that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah, it was dope. And it, like you said, I think that was very much modern politics. Yeah. Um, what, what else? There, there's one more point about the boys. Did you guys I'm, like the, um, the, the, the diversity episode? <laughs> I thought that shit was Oh, that's what funny. I wanted to talk about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is it, it didn't, uh... <laughs> well, it wasn't, it wasn't a whole episode dedicated to it. It was just, more... they were on the show, right? With Homelander. Yeah. Oh yeah. Homelander was like, one of our own amongst the seven is is gay, and she's like, "Oh right yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah." Oh, that was <laughs> fucked up, dude. When he came out for me, oh. yeah. Oh, dude, and you know what? It, it was so funny. I, I wanted to post about that scene where they're on the talk show, and um, there, there's this. That's what I love about the boys. They they bring in diversity, mm-hmm. and they were talking about. It. They were like, um. The amount of superheroes is like 90% white, something like that. And they were talking to Homelander and he was kind of getting defense. He was like, man, these are kind of so <laughs> yeah, these, quest- <laughs> like, oh, these questions are a little. Uh... And he was like, but we are. We have a train, as you know, um... <laughs> when they are, he was already kicked out at that point. Too. Exactly. He was already kicked out. But that's one of the first people he said. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then that's when he outs Maeve. And yeah. uh, I, I thought it was cool. That's what I loved about this show. They really just um, they make the use of the people's demands for today, like diversity and the council culture. They really incorporate that very well. And it works really for- tongue in cheek, though. Yeah, because it's because like, <laughs> it's it comes from the same point of view that I think that we have where it's like, do it, but don't pander. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's uh, I think maybe it's either in the same episode or maybe the episode afterwards where 
they make fun of how Disney panders to that whole thing about diversity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. You guys remember that? They're like filming something. They're like, no, it needs to be more like this. But you can tell that Maeve is just over it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Brave, brave Maeve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was hilarious. <laughs> brave, brave. That is what they would do. Yeah. When they were filming and they were telling uh, it, it was her and her girlfriend and they were yeah. telling her girlfriend that she had to dress more butch. Yeah. Yeah. Or or. No, they were telling. They were saying that Maeve had to be Butch and her girlfriend had to be girly or something. Or, something or one of like them that. had to be like a relationship. They, 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 a lesbian they, relationship they, works better if one of them is more. They, they wanted the stereotypical lesbian relationship, yes. and, yeah. and 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 it's like no, they're real people. It's just two women. Not one of them isn't more masculine. One of them isn't more feminine. And I Bro. like the way they did that. They pointed out like right just because you have a masculine and a feminine lesbian in a show that could still be considered almost homophobic because of how pandering it is and and the yes. show pointed that out which i thought was really cool yes yeah. and and the show does that so often they do they have these executives who are working with these superheroes always on their brand and their image mm-hmm. and they get very shallow and it kind of gives you that perspective of how the industry would be if, if people really had superpowers yeah. this is how broken they would be and this is how manipulated they'd be by these people mm-hmm. you know yeah. so that's I, I love how they do that they're always like, okay but your look you know you have to do this and you you, you, you this is what you have to say whenever homeowner goes for an interview like homeowner please just watch what you say and mm-hmm. um yeah i mean it's like it's yeah. like it's like the actor it's like pr anything that has to do with pr with actor if it's celebrities, yes. you're right yeah right. just 100 percent be celebrities Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. It's it's so funny. Yeah, it's, it, I love that scene with Homelander, that episode where he goes to talk to the crowd, and then he has he's imagining himself just giving everyone the laser beam, just mm-hmm. frying. Oh, bro, this the show's so crazy. I thought he really did that. Oh, yeah. bro, I know, yeah. same. And I was <laughs> like, how really is he gonna happened. jump? But it's just. It's yeah. funny how even someone with that much power cares about their image as much as he does. Well, it's mm-hmm. it's funny because I mean, this, it's not following anything like the comic book, but at the end of the comic book, there's some some pretty big big stuff with Homelander, <laughs> like as you could mm. you could probably tell because yeah. it's building up to that. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I don't think it's gonna be like like or it might have some references to comic book, so I won't say anything in case it spoils it. But um, yeah, there are some things I wanted to just you know how there is a scene where Billy Butcher says that the kid Ryan is the only thing stopping Homelander. I think it's different in the comic books. Ryan doesn't even exist in the comic books. Exactly. I think it's a different person who is Homelander's well, and, and, well, kryptonite, or if you will. You know what I'm Homelander saying? Homelander doesn't have kryptonite. He doesn't have kryptonite. No, he just he's just the strongest one, and that's the thing. Right. <laughs> and uh, and he goes straight. I feel like with someone in, in, in that sense can go... And I, I kind of read a little bit, but like straight to the fucking leader and just rule the world, be the president. You yeah. know what oh, I yeah, mean? Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And the, and the thing he, which right. is really a spoiler, because I think the show's going to take it further. I yes. think he's going to want to become world dominant or something. And, and it's literally, and it's like, that's that's when you're that powerful, why wouldn't you? And when you you see the character that they're that they have with Homelander and Tony Starr, he just fucking kills. It. I love mm-hmm. what he does mm-hmm. with Homelander. And he said, but, please don't please don't empathize for Homelander ever, even if you feel like it. Don't feel bad for him. No, it makes it very easy and it makes it that much believable that he'll he'll fly to the White House, laser beam anyone who disagrees and say, I'm the ruler of the world. Well, well let me mm-hmm. let me tell you with with. um. Well, well, I think what's the show doing? Didn't they say they're trying to create like he's trying to create like a super army or something with with Compound V? Yes, he's -hmm. pretty much trying to create like a little super army. Yes. Well, I think that's the way the show is going. I think that they're going to try to put Compound V in a bunch of babies, and Homelander is going to try to raise all of them. 
or something. I don't know. No, <laughs> Not sure. raise them, but but he's going to be like the leader of them. You know, it's going to be. I feel like he's going to have like his army of superheroes, kind of like the army of Iron Man suits at the end of Iron Man. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has he has his daddy issues, you know, and and it shows in the way that he's oh, a father to his kid. Yeah, and... I was going to say, I, I thought it was really really cool that see that that monologue was amazing where he talks to his son about how scared he was when he was growing up with his powers and how he didn't have any compassion or yes. love. Yes. And man, I I, I it just sucked. I mean. It, it sucks in a good way that they're building up Homelander to be the most evil guy. But in that moment, I really did feel bad for him because Anthony yes. Starr is just amazing. And, and I was you like, have to, you have to appreciate those human moments of Homelander. Mind Gerardo was when they were in, they went to the, the vault gift shop or the vault restaurant. And he's like talking mm. to his son. He's like, you should get the, the triple vault. It's delicious. The vault milkshake, whatever. He and then like such a happy dad. Right. Such a happy dad. And then they're over there taking pictures. And then he notices his son is just plugging his ears. And he's like, and then you just see the look of it's genuine the concern in Homeland. <laughs> he's like, you okay? He's like, okay, come on, come on. And then he's so respectful to everyone. He's like, back up, everyone back. And then he takes off. Yeah. And, and then that like, was cool. And then and he didn't have that growing up. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it was so cool to see him. That was the cool, yeah. And then, oh well, man, it's it's also so cool because the whole the whole series it just has a whole bunch of comic book references. Like, I don't know if you guys ever have you guys read Kingdom Come? It's a DC one. DC no, Kingdom I haven't. Come. It's in the nineties. It, it it's from the nineties or early two thousands. It's basically the superheroes from the thirties. They actually aged in real time to the two thousands, so they're all old. You got like you know like eighty year old Batman and all that stuff. Oh yeah. And it's about how they exist in the world with all the new superheroes. It's actually kind of like the. I think the boys, the comic was probably directly inspired by kingdom come mm, uh, and um, it's really cool. And uh, kingdom come one of the biggest, uh, one of the places where one of the most memorable restaurants there is, is the restaurant where uh, it's called, it's like a justice league restaurant where everyone's dressed up. Like, you know, like there's waiters dressed up as wonder woman. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that was a really cool reference to that in this one. Cause it looked almost exactly like the comic book one wow. where, <laughs> where they walk in there and they're like, it's their restaurant, you know? Right, right. And hard to believe that it's not inspired at all by Justice League, just purely from the abilities oh, well, of Homelander. Oh, man. Well, that's what that's what I love about the show is that it, it like it leans into that Justice League comparison, especially with like the, they make everything so Zack Snyder ish. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. dude. You could tell like uh, <laughs> if you look in the background of some of the scenes, like there's like the movie posters for like Dawn. Oh, yeah. Seven, and that absolutely so looks dope. like a, like a like a Superman poster. It looks like, like Man of Steel. It looks exactly yeah. like the Man of Steel. Straight up. Yeah. <laughs> Straight I love up. the then, jabs that they take at all. Of and the, the director, remember the director? He he they made him sound like they 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 had him say Zack Snyder stuff. Oh, really? There was a scene with the director where the director was ah, I forgot what he said. <laughs> there was a director where I thought I was like, man, oh no, it was Josh Whedon. It was supposed to be like a, a Josh Whedon type director. It was really funny. No, that's hilarious. Oh, if you guys, huh. yeah, oh, they man. take jabs. <laughs> they take. Yeah, I jabs. love. I love it. They they take jabs at like the mo like the modern superhero thing. And that's and that's that like, Seth Rogen. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. That was the funny thing in season one when <laughs> they had Seth Rogen. And said, we have well. the, the VCU, the Vault Cinema. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's so funny. I, I've always wanted to be part of the VCU. <laughs> <laughs> part of the VCU. <laughs> he, he does. Uh, he, he, where does he he cameos in the second one as well does he yeah i haven't it's, seen it's, him it's another looking for his ass it was another clip like that i remember i saw it i was like oh seth rogan seth, oh, that's seth rogan. that's one of one of the favorite I, I think i can speak for all of us and saying he's one of our favorites mm -hmm. Beth, you you bodied this season 
Oh yeah, Seth yeah. Rogen behind the scenes has been been killing it over the past few years, man. He's been producing everything, even though he hasn't been acting that much. He's making he all this money yeah. off of the boys. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. I, I, he doesn't need to be in front of the camera. He's just. I love what he's doing behind the scenes, and mm-hmm. I really love where the boys is going. I feel like when they, the thing about this season, they they've incorporated politics, and they've. I mean, when when young Ryan killed off Rebecca, it's like, okay, so Billy no longer has that attachment. So now maybe he is going to go into the CIA and take that assignment. That was what he was obsessed with most was his lady. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now she's gone. So maybe he's just going to focus more on being that CIA agent to hunt and soups. And maybe Homelander is just going to get to a point where like, fuck it, I'm going to go take over the White House. And then I want to see what's going to mm-hmm. stop him. You know, they, mm-hmm. so it's. It look, it looks there's like so it, many possibilities yeah. of what they're doing. Well, it looks like it almost caught up to the to the beginning of the comic book because the comic book at the beginning of it, the reason that they're allowed to be a CIA team that hunts superheroes and they're not wanted by the government is because there was a truce between the boys and and the soups, the seven. There was a truce between them where they were wow. they were they were both pushing each other too far. Like um, at one point, I think Homelander kills like a whole platoon of soldiers and f- covers a hangar in blood, and like the hangar is just completely red. And that's when that's when they meet up and they're like, okay, we got to we got to cool it with this. And it kind of looks like the end of the season is kind of like that. Like, yeah, I was just covering them. They hit their truce, you know, like, yeah, it looks it looks like they cut. They're kind of at a stalemate right now. And so Mm. the boys are allowed to go out and be be like, you know, they're the you know who watches the watchmen they're they're the ones who watch the watchmen <laughs> yeah and i right. think that that's what the ne- the next season is going to focus on or at least i hope it is right right it'll be less of them just being on the run because they started off very underground in this season they're hiding mm-hmm. um maybe next time they'll be more just a legitimized team who are I'm tired the- of being stressed out when they're out in the street man and they're not even like having hoodies on and they're just yeah. straight up in the train i'm like what the <laughs> right right they're just out and about and in this type of show you never know their head can just blow up or they can get laser well, tech you know well, what i mean one so one of the times that they met up remember a train just pulls up on them yeah, yeah exactly. or even now bitch <laughs> a train saved the up. whole season bro a train saved the whole season he's the one that got um he's the one that exposed uh it uh, exposed stormfront yeah that was <laughs> he hated that nazi, that, nazi <laughs> <bitch>. <laughs> that scene with them too she's like you know it used to be exclusive now they're just letting anyone in <laughs> the whole yeah, time I, she, she just gave him the dirtiest looks and he'd be like oh my gosh fuck? dude and that, that that scene from when they show back in the day from where she's killing that black dude that was so well done yeah it was and it was it was bro i can it, it sucked but it was just like yeah i, I can totally see that yeah. happening if someone has superpowers and if someone's a racist nazi that's that's a believable well that's scene. also how you do it the right way i think without yeah. the shock factor and without pandering it yes. didn't feel like pandering and it was it wasn't putting that in there just to do the shock factor of like oh look someone getting killed for racial inequality it's like it's like it's it's uh it, it's felt, really natu- part of who- it felt natural to the story it felt natural to the character exactly like exactly bro because later stormfront gets darth vader she gets fucking she has no <laughs> limbs and she's burnt i'm like that's yeah. straight out of some fucking uh, revenge of the sith man, type this bitch shit. is coming back in a super sick <laughs> fuck yeah oh, no, and she's, she's speaking german speak yeah. straight up just like fried oh, I, lo- I looked it up the the translation was she was talking to her husband because her husband was uh what's his thought face what's Vought, his first yeah name? Fre- frederick Vought. frederick yeah. See, she was saying frederick isn't the stream so beautiful where we sat down next to our daughter he's she says something like that so it's oh, so wow. funny that Gosh. in what she thinks her last moments are she's speaking to her husband about a really nice memory with their daughter yeah and and she's not thinking about all the freaking minorities she killed her life that piece of yes. shit <laughs> you know yes. right she <laughs> and, is and, a straight and up that, right 
and that just informs even more about the character that like that's what she thinks about her daughter and her husband yes and, and not all she does she has no regrets for all the all the lives she ruined right right and they didn't play too much into how old she was in her time i thought they were just gonna explain that more but it's like, i guess she's just her abilities allow her not to age i thought because they had yeah. a scene where they had a picture with her and her daughter and homeland i was like oh your, your grandmother she's like you're my daughter and she just died and it's like, oh shit so you really don't age at all but you know you're able to get fried by ryan's fucking laser beams so. well, that's the thing but she, i think she was the first or soldier boy might have been the first superhero which he's going to be in next season mm -hmm. he's he's like he's like captain america but he's bad at his job right okay <laughs> like in the comic books he he dies i think he dies right away he pisses his pants and dies right away but um, <laughs> in the show it looks like they're gonna actually have him as a character that's what i'm saying like they change these characters roles so it's not really a good. spoiler to say anything that happens in the comic books oh good, good. stormfront's completely freaking different so I think in this universe, Stormfront might have been the first superhero because uh, it's Frederick Vaught's um, wife, right? So right, mm -hmm. right. So it, it was a little experimental. So she might have been the strongest one, and yeah, she may have gotten anti-aging stuff. But at the same time, I feel like yeah, it makes sense that Ryan and Homelander are stronger than because Homelander is stronger than her. He was definitely holding back because yes. he looked because he liked her. Yeah, he was he was holding back, and you can tell because at that at one point where she says that she loves him, she was scared, right? Because he can kill her. But right. he was holding back that whole time. Ryan didn't hold back because he's a little kid. So he's yeah, he does, exactly. He's he has no restraint. He does not have that restraint. Yeah. And he his mom was just killed. It's like, oh, you're getting. Well, he's the one that killed his mom. Oh, yeah, mm. exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he thinks his mom is going to get killed, which is very sad. And mm -hmm. it, I think it, it really helped with the story and just. Yeah. So it's like. It, yeah. Yeah. So it's. Yeah. It's it like. Um, and then <laughs> once once uh, Ryan did that, it looks like Homelander just disowned him. Yeah, and right. which is like, it shows his attachment to Stormfront. Because I'm like, you know, I love the relationship that Homelander was. He was really trying to have a relationship with his son. Well, I, I don't think it was his son or or Stormfront. I think he was more trying to have a family. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. and Good it point. looks and it looks like that's what this series is. The, the, it looks like that's what the season was focused on with with Butcher and Homelander and the duality of them two, and and them and and their families and Butcher's. Butcher didn't yeah. want a family. He didn't want to be with Becca and Ryan. He just Straight wanted up. to be with he made Becca. that clear. But Homelander, he wanted to be he wanted Ryan and he wanted to be with Ryan and uh what's her and home and Stormfront. Yes. So it's like yes. that's it's true. Like, it's it's funny that they flipped it to where Homelander wanted to be the family man and and Butcher was against having a family when you would think it would be the opposite, but they they're both just wrong in their reasoning, you know absolutely yeah. it's like both their reasoning are very self-indulged you know they're very self-driven you know so, what I'm yeah saying? like but i'm like butcher dude you don't think your wife got attached to her freaking son that's like a teenager bro they, you expect her to bounce she's a mom right? she ain't going nowhere yeah, you know what or I mean? like offer to bring the fucking kid he's got fucking superpowers dude bro train him mold him he can yeah <laughs> raise him like that, that's yes. the thing it's like be um, your clark kent exactly <laughs> and it's like man that shit yeah yeah it's a good I, show because it makes me mad <laughs> right right in, in, the, so. in the right ways not in the not in the bad ways oh absolutely absolutely you know i all around i really enjoyed damn near every episode of this season i think the ones that might have been downers in action i think they really helped carry the story and each of these characters yeah and everything feels like it, it has its place and it's it, it was made for a purpose not like yes unlike the mandalorian where yes some stuff could be condensed two episodes could be condensed into one Right. Actually, because Joe, you brought up a pretty good point that it does feel like Clone Wars, 
but the episodes are like twice as long. Like thirty minutes. Yeah, thirty-five minutes. Thirty wasn't that last episode like like a good fifty? The premiere was like probably forty-five, and that the the last one was like forty-five, but the ones in between are like thirty-five-ish minutes. Yeah, I don't know, man. Fifteen minutes—that's a long time, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> especially live action. I feel like you got to be a little more um, with animation. They got to be more um, exact with what they're doing because you know they got to make it all. And then yeah. mm-hmm. with with live action, they get a little, you know, Star Wars tradition. They get a little lazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure, for dude. Sure. I wish they kept that jeans guy in. By the way, did you guys notice? That? Oh, yeah. The jeans could, guy. I don't like that they retconned that because that that's classic Star Wars. Like, if there's a it's mistake, funny, you, yeah, yeah. You if there's a mistake, you leave it in, and someone will write a whole canon for it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Every oh, it's by like, the way, it's like John, the coffee cup in Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Oh. John, John, every single character, background character you see in Star Wars, every single one has yeah. a has a has a backstory. If you look it up. Really. Every yeah. single one. Watch any movie. Pick a character in the background. There is a backstory to them. That's yeah. cool. That takes <laughs> that's time. Because Star Wars fans are crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, that is. Do we have anything else for the boys? Any other aspects of season two that we want to get into? This isn't really uh like had to do with season two, but um, <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, have, did you guys hear about the Million Maga March? Million Maga March. What is that? It was, it was like a, it was like a, like a like the like, Million Man March. No, it was like a, like pretty much a ton of people protested um, Trump losing the presidency. Oh yeah, yeah. So there was uh, like some people there were dressing up as as Homelander. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> I don't think they have the right idea of what. Homelander yeah, yeah, is. exactly. And that's right. what Eric, that's what Eric Kripke said. He's like, uh, are these guys like, do they understand who Homelander is and do they actually watch the show? And then Anthony Starr was like, this is like these people dressing up as Homelander is the art of ignorant dumb fuckery. <laughs> Bro, I, dude, I'm so glad man. you hit on that. In, in one of the scenes where Stormfront is talking about white genocide. She's like, right. Oh. She's like, like they're gonna want to kill us just because the way they look. Homelander gonna give her a look. He's just like, yeah. Oh. He's I like, like okay, that. bitch. He's like, I'm just evil. Yeah, I like that. He's evil, but he's not racist. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Even Homelander. I'm not like, racist. Homelander is evil, but he is not racist. He's like, bitch. I'm not worried about what color they. I will just fry them if they don't yeah. fuck. With, if they don't agree with me, they're getting killed. He he doesn't hate people because of their color. He hates them because they don't have powers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which exactly. is which I feel makes more sense for his character. Dude, it's a him okay, and A Train yeah. when A Train is solid. Oh, he's I had A Train go and dub Compound V all over the world. We're cool, oh, you know. What we're yeah, solid, A Train. Yeah, they were homies. As, as long as as long as you're solid, A Train. As long as you're the best, the fastest runner in the world, you're on the seven. If you're not, you're out. That's it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It was, it was, that was funny when Stormfront said was talking about white genocide and and um, Homelander just kind of gives her that look. He's like, bitch. Okay. It was kind of it was kind of crazy hearing her how how she said it though because I'm like, oh, is this how? The people that believe in it is this how they tell their kids? It's, it's exactly. Almost, it's, it's 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 like they're telling them about racism and then like twist ending. One hundred percent. I'm like that is literally like the opposite for people of color. I'm like, yeah, but, uh, right. yeah that's that's the Nazi in her. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. No, that that's it. That's all. <laughs> dope, dope. <laughs> Overall, dope season. I can't wait for season three. Uh, I love that Seth Rogen is behind the scene. This is one of my favorite shows of all time, and I'm. 
I'm glad that it works. You know, it really, it feels like everything just works. Like you said, Gerardo, it's for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's that's all I got, man. All I got for the boys. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> all I got. Hell yeah. Well, that that is it, listeners. So thank you for thank you for joining us, Rardo. We're going to have the boy on a hell of a lot more. Oh, we love it. Got, got to, got to, man. <laughs> Sorry if I saying? talk too much. I get excited. I get excited sometimes. Well, <laughs> podcast is perfect for things like that. Yeah. <laughs> for those who talk about these types of issues, <laughs> it's fucking perfect. But thank you very much. And follow us, everyone. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Thank you for showing love. You know what I'm saying? We're going to come out here with another episode shortly. Mm-hmm. Signing out. All right. Peace. 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 Peace.